Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. I really don't understand why there is debate around what the MVP actually is in baseball or for any other sport for that matter. It's Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus presented by Progressive Insurance. We're also on your smart speakers at Play Greeny on ESPN Radio. First up, we want to congratulate the great Hembo, Paul Hembikides and his wife, Lizzie, this morning gave birth to twin daughters, Charlotte and Michelle. Mother and daughters are doing outstanding, and it's just great news for Hembo and Lizzie, and we wish them nothing but the best, and boy, life is about to change dramatically. In all the best ways, Hembo, in all the best ways. In all of the best ways. So we are thinking of them and offer our congratulations to them today on this incredible day for the Hembikides family. Meanwhile, Amber... Last night, Aaron Judge was at it again. High fly ball, deep right field. Ward back, turning, looking. See ya! Number 51, Aaron Judge, a three-run home run. And the Yankees lead 7-2. Amber, Aaron Judge has 51 home runs now. That is 20 more then Jordan Alvarez, who is in second place in the American League. That was Michael Kay on the Yes Network. He's got 113 runs batted in. There is little to no question that Aaron Judge should be the MVP this year, but I always get caught up in this argument with people who try to make the case for the best overall player as opposed to the player that has meant the most to his team. And the reason we talk about this is Michael K. brought this up yesterday on Twitter. And he was getting an awful lot of pushback. Michael, of course, the host of the Michael K. Show on 98.7 ESPN in New York afternoons uh, from 3 to 7. What really uh, gets my goat about MVP selection There is no question what valuable means. It means most valuable to your team's success. Shohei Otani is incredible. Uh, We have never seen in our lifetime players do what he is doing. I mean, this hasn't happened really since what? Babe Ruth, basically. But having said that, now you are in a case where you have an incredible player on an awful baseball team. And I can't stand the idea of handing an MVP to a great player just because he's a great player. Well, I think you stumbled right there when you said that there's no question what MVP stands for. Because I think there's a huge question what MVP stands for. Does it stand for most valuable to your team, as you just suggested, in which case we're talking about the success of the team, and then obviously there's no conversation to be had. The Yankees are much better than the Angels. This obviously is judges' award, hands down. Or is it the player that's most valuable to the sport? In which case, I would argue that's Otani. Because... What Aaron Judge is doing this season is incredible. You know, he's going after Maris's record. Obviously, we're seeing how good the Yankees are, and we know that they wouldn't look anything like that if Aaron Judge wasn't doing what he's doing this season. That's all well and good. The problem with Judge to me is I've seen it done before. I've seen it done in my lifetime before, in fact. 
I have never seen what Shohei Otani is doing. So if we're talking about who's more valuable to the sport, it's the guy who's doing things that we haven't seen done in more than 100 years. You mentioned the Babe Ruth comparison. That's always the comparison. I always chuckle when we're comparing him to people that played back then or even Bullet Joe Rogan when he did it. I mean, we are talking about players that we cannot find a comparison within my lifetime and within our parents' lifetimes, right? And that is remarkable. So from that perspective, if you throw out war and you throw out the Yankees record, what it comes down to is that Shohei Otani is doing things that we will probably never see again in our entire lifetimes. My kids might not see it in their lifetimes, right? Maybe my grandkids will get lucky enough to see another Otani. And so from that perspective, it's inarguable to me that he is more valuable to the sport overall. Well, but it, 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 look, if we're going to talk about marketing, yeah, it's, it's amazing. There's no question that Otani is valuable there, but it's I don't want to think about it in those terms I don't want to think about it like that Otani is most valuable to baseball period right now because there are so many different ways you can qualify that for judge it's simple if you took Aaron Judge off the Yankees the Yankees would not be in first place where they are right now because they have seen it fall apart on them and he has been clearly I think the best hitter in the game this year, and I think he has been the best player on one of the best teams, and it hasn't been close. So if we want to start handing out the award for most outstanding player, I'm good with that. I'm fine if you want to give that to Shohei Otani this year. But if I want to hand out the guy that is most valuable, there's only one way I'm, I'm ever quantifying that if I'm somebody that's a voter. And that is, hey, what would this team be without this star? Where would they be without him? The Yankees would be nowhere without Aaron Judge. Well, the Angels wouldn't be either. Well, the Angels, but the Angels are nowhere. terrible. They're already nowhere. They're already they can be nowhere. nowhere. They can be further nowhere it's, without Otani. It's not Otani's fault where he plays. That's the counter argument. It kind of is. To what he's you're saying. There. Okay, fine. But you know, you and I, I mean, let's be real. Like, obviously, he signed there. He's getting paid by then. But it's not his fault that they're a bad team. He has done his part to ensure that they are, in fact, a good team, right? What he's doing, again, is things that we have never seen anybody else do. I I mean, it's 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 earth shattering. It's groundbreaking. I've seen Baron Judge. I don't want to take anything away from him. That's that's the part of this conversation that I hate because I think it's remarkable what Judge is doing. And by the way, he's doing it in the era of pitchers when we're seeing pitchers throw the ball in ways that we've never seen and harder than we've ever seen it. So it's wildly impressive Aaron Judge to be doing this in 2022. However, again, I've seen big hitters before, Garland. I've never seen Shohei Otani. I don't know if I'm ever going to to see it again. There could be another Aaron Judge in five years from now. My money would be on the fact that there's not going to be another Shohei Otani So then, by, the, by that definition, now. every year he should win the MVP? If he's doing things that are record-breaking, remarkable, we've never seen, then yes. By, by pitching and hitting, he should, he should automatically do If he's do. doing both what of those he, things at elite level. Let me ask level. you this. What if he's an average pitcher at best, but he's a really good hitter? Does, does he still benefit from being an average pitcher? Like, to me, like that, that's almost making the case that because of everything that he does, 
that he should automatically get that award as opposed to doing something at an incredibly elite level. I'm not arguing that he's not this year. He is. But it feels like the argument there is more about that he can do these multiple things that we haven't seen. Well, no, you have to be great at both because the whole reason that we don't see players do this is because of what you just said. The idea is, hey, you know, you, you could either be average in a bunch of things or an expert at one thing, so let's focus on one thing. I mean, that's what happens to these players who otherwise would be good at pitching and hitting, right? So then they, at some point in their careers, just focus on one on the come up. With Otani, he is right now great at both. And as long as you're great at both, then yes, you're satisfying multiple categories. What you're doing is more remarkable than what anybody is doing then in one single category because you're doing it across several categories. And so this becomes our Greeny question of the day. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. (laughs) It is simply this. Is Aaron Judge the MVP or is Otani the MVP because of everything that he can do? And truly, if you want to inject it, I would love to know how you decide what the MVP is. Hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who is the American League MVP and is it right to select the MVP based on a team success or based upon an incredible individual performance. Your chance to weigh in next at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Next, Trey Lance is really excited to see Jimmy G. That's what one person says, and you won't believe who. That's next. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It is Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson, and for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance, insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. All right, let's get back to you and your thoughts on the MVP discussion, whether it should be Judge or Otani, and how exactly you would vote for the MVP. Does it have to do with who the best player is on the best team? Or does it have to do more with the best overall performance? Mike is up first on ESPN Radio. Mike, what's going on? Oh, good morning, good morning. Thanks for having me. You know, there's a lot of talk around that all the time. And as a fan, I mean, you can have the greatest player. But I think it's at the beginning of the league, your team sets out to achieve the – the championship and I think that it's the best player that carries that team and adds the value to the team to get everybody you know at a different level and that it it is based off the team's success I think that if, if we were doing just the best player award that's an easier task than a most valuable player you gotta add the value to the team you gotta you gotta help other people that are slumping you gotta give that advice it, it to me, it just can't be about if, you, if you're the greatest player and your team's not achieving the results, I, I don't see how that's the most valuable player. Just- Mike, thanks for the call. I vehemently disagree with him, Carlin, that it's easier to be the best player on a bad team. I think it's easier to be the best player on a good team, right? To be aided by everybody around you, to be aided by the trajectory of the entire team and organization, which is what's happening around Aaron Judge. When you're talking about Shohei Otani, he's doing historic things that we haven't seen in something like a hundred years, and he's doing it on, yes, a bad team. And for me, that makes it more difficult what he's doing. Like he's rising so far above the level of the organization that he's playing for. He's playing for a bad organization. He is not put into a position of success, Carlin, and yet he is doing things that are just absolutely earth-shattering and historic. Look, it's not easy to be the best player on a bad team, but as much as I don't love holding that against a guy, it's also the circumstances around it when you have somebody having the kind of season that Aaron Judge is. Floyd is up next on ESPN Radio. Floyd, what do you got, bud? What do you think? Hey, good morning. How you doing? Great. Uh, yeah, I think that it is easy uh, to say that Otani's better, but when you look at it, Judge plays he hits and he uh, plays defense, and he's a all-star defender, Gold Glove defender out there in the outfield. Our, our so, producer Evan Wilder was just making this point during the break. People don't even realize the casual baseball fan right now probably doesn't even realize that Aaron Judge is playing center field basically every day and doing it at an exceptionally high level right now. Which is great. I've just I've seen it before. <laughs> I've never seen Otani before. Like, I've never seen anybody pitch and hit like this simultaneously. I'm never going to see it again. Look, he is special in what he is able to do. But that doesn't mean that he, without him, 
we wouldn't be able to function. Or, or without him, the angels wouldn't be able to function. They'd be just as bad without him. That's, see, our fundamental disagreement is simply in that, in the team's success itself. And that is why I would argue the most on Judge this year, because if you did take him off the Yankees, they would be nowhere. They, they, they might be in contention for a playoff spot, but I honestly think they'd be nowhere. Well, the Angels wouldn't be able to function without Otani, but they're not functioning anyways, is yeah. your point. That's more your argument, isn't that they'd be any better off uh, without Otani, obviously, but that they're just bad anyway. So none of it matters. And I would, I would argue that none of it mattering has far more to do with the organization and everything outside of him. And he is trying to do everything he can to make it matter. Evan, what did you want to point out? But you wouldn't just get on Amber, Amber for something. I love how Amber just casually was like, "Oh, I've Mrs. seen it before. I've seen it Season. before. A guy hit, you know, fifty home runs and play Gold Glove center field. Like when Willie Mays? Like, like what do you mean you've seen it before? We've not seen a guy I've play center field at this caliber and hit." For average at this caliber and home runs, like what he is doing, it is at a remarkable level. You can't just dismiss it by defenders. I've seen it before. I've Not seen all good defenders, and I've seen good big hitters. Like I've seen very good baseball players that are complete players. I've never seen Shohei. None of us have ever seen Shohei Otani. I mean, none of it. Nobody listening to us right now, most likely, unless I mean, you know, somebody, somebody. Shout out to you if you're out there and you're, and hey. you're that old. If you're out there, up ESPN Radio. We love you long time. If that's the case, but it is highly I t- unlikely. I tell you what, it's a hell of a run. If you did see <laughs> this happen before, uh, how about uh, up next? It's Brian on ESPN Radio. Brian, what do you got? Brian, adios, Brian. Tim is up next on ESPN Radio. Tim, what do you think about the MVP, brother? Morning, morning. Uh, Chris, I got to side with you on this. The key is the value here, and it shouldn't be a marketing thing for the league. Otani's doing amazing things on an individual level, and that's what the Hall of Fame is for. As far as judge, I mean, baseball, it's all about the numbers and stats, maybe more than any other sport, but it's the intangible here when you're talking about the MVP. If, it, if it's a tie game late innings and, and judge is coming up in the rotation, that whole team is playing better ball. They're more at ease because – it's the intangible and what he does to lift that team up. The, and, the, pr- the problem is when we start getting into intangibles, that's, well, counterproductive. Why? Because it's intangible. I can't actually tell Put what your it hand is. on it. Right. Well, this is why Jared Thus. Judge is, <laughs> Judge is going to win the MVP. I think Judge wins the MVP because I think that it's going to be easier for the voters to just look at the numbers and look at things like war, right? Because it's not intangible. And so because of that, he's going to end up winning the MVP. I just don't think he should because of just the remarkable nature of what Otani is doing. It's funny because that caller just said the marketing component shouldn't be about marketing for the league. But man, it's a lot harder to market a player who's playing in Anaheim that it is to play for a player or the market a player who's playing in the darn pinstripes it is so much harder in the circumstances Shohei Otani finds himself in to even be part of this conversation to begin with than it is for Aaron Judge who we all expected to be part of this conversation and should have been part of this conversation many times in the past if injuries hadn't derailed this conversation before with Shohei Otani he kind of comes out of nowhere I feel like the the room he's had to make up because of who he plays for is so much greater than 
than Aaron Judge, who's put in the situation to quite literally be this guy. It's Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're on ESPN Plus as well. In just moments... It turns out somebody is really, really happy about Jimmy G's new deal. Who it is is probably going to surprise you. And did the Ravens just make a move that is going to tip their hand on their thoughts on Lamar Jackson's new contract? Hmm. Maybe we got a little bit of a hint just moments ago. We'll explain. It's all on the way on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I couldn't be more, I I mean, we were just talking about it a second ago, the trailer that dropped yesterday for uh, the Weird Al Yankovic movie that is coming out, Biopic, with Daniel Radcliffe and Evan Rachel Wood. Rain Wilson is in it as well. Um, And Evan, our producer, his very first concert that he ever went to was Weird Al Yankovic. But, like, all I can think about is what would he close the night on? I mean, it's probably got to be Eat It. Could it be My Bologna? I don't know. Smells Like Nirvana? I don't know what it could be, but there are so many to choose from. And I mean, I'm impressed right now about your depth of knowledge. Of that's Weird because Al I remember a few of them, but also right now I'm looking at a list. Oh, you know? okay. Like, I, I, forgot about, <laughs> I forgot about fat. You know, you know, it was Michael Jackson. Like he made a living off of Michael Jackson covers. It, is he still doing these things? He's still, He's still like still he came out parodies? with songs a couple of years ago. I think huh. I couldn't tell you what they are, but the, the the it just looks so good that I I really am going to be did, in for this. Did you, you know the one? Did you know the one artist who said no? 
like who he asked to do a cover of and he and the artist said no who was that it was prince Hmm. Prince is the only artist who, who Weird Al asked to do a cover of, and he said no. I, I can see that. Yeah, Prince, I Prince see feels that like he would have been taking himself, you know, his artistry. Yes. Because he was like a true artiste, you know, so he would be taking his artistry very seriously. Yeah, I don't think Prince wants anybody doing something to Purple Rain that, like, wouldn't be just a Purple Rain cover. I couldn't see that. But I, I just want to, I, I, I'm fascinated by the fact that Evan's first concert, I mean, it does answer a lot of questions that I would have about you, Evan, that the very first concert you ever went to was Weird Al, and that you celebrate clearly his entire catalog. I feel like it, it did shape a lot of things about Evan Wilner in life. Uh, yeah, it, it kind of did. I mean, another one of his songs was White and Nerdy. So, you know, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Was it about you? I don't know. Evan, thoughts, comments? It all adds up. <laughs> Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. I yesterday, Ev and Amber heard just a ridiculous, ridiculous soundbite from the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, in explaining how Trey Lance feels about Jimmy Garoppolo returning. Trey was great. I mean, and there was no, there was no problems with it at all. I mean, I was, I told him the exact same thing that I told Jimmy. Um, why we were well, the options of bringing Jimmy here that it had to be in a, a backup type deal, uh, which um, Jimmy knew that was his option, and that was the only option. And we told that to Trey also. And I mean, Trey and Jimmy have a great relationship. I think Trey, I, Trey actually likes having Jimmy in the building. And Trey was very grateful how Jimmy was to him last year, and. We feel very strongly from the two people that Trey will, um, Jimmy will um, give that back to Trey this year. They'll do for um, Trey what Jimmy did for him in the year before. Trey wants Jimmy to move in with him. I mean, <laughs> come on. I, I mean, honestly. First of all, that sound is from a conference call, which that's yes. already amazing in 2022 that we're still doing conference calls. Not Zoom, but a conference call. So that's number one. Uh, second of all, he can like Jimmy Garoppolo. Trey Lance can like Jimmy Garoppolo as a person. They could even be buddies, right? Yeah. That's fine. That's all well and good. None of that means that Trey Lance wants Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster this upcoming season. No. He Those wants- are two separate conversations. Amber, when they told me Francesca was coming back, I wasn't exactly jumping for joy. I couldn't have been happy if I was J- Trey Lance in this situation. <laughs> Absolutely not. I, I it don't wouldn't wa- have mattered how much you liked Francesca no. by the sea. It doesn't matter. And he guess what? By week seven, the greatest person on planet Earth, and you're like, hey, you know what? Don't come back because you don't want. I want. I don't want you coming after my job. I like my job, buddy. Yeah, we can be best friends. You go out there. You go somewhere else. You and, go elsewhere. And guess what happened? Within a few weeks, he was starting. Uh, oh. <laughs> Honestly, I, 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 I know it we're trying to... It turned out okay to, for you, though, by the way. I know, yes, it did. We're, it turned we're, out, we're glad about that. It so. turned out better for me. <laughs> but having said that, with Jimmy G here, if you're Trey Lance, you can't feel good about this. And I know we're all trying to put a happy face on this. Talk to me week seven. Week seven, as we discussed yesterday, is the time by which, if Jimmy G is going to start this year based on performance, that's when it'll happen. Because it is the beginning of an absolutely brutal stretch for the 49ers that starts with the Kansas City Chiefs. The first six games of the year, 
You've got Carolina in there. You've got the Bears in there. You've got uh, Chance Atlanta in there. You've got four games that should be easily winnable. And if you don't start at least four and two, and Trey Lance is playing well, that's going to be very surprising. Not surprising. That's going to be very disappointing. And I think that if that's the case, they will go back to Garoppolo in week seven. The harder decision is going to be after that stretch. Because you're right, at that stretch, teams that this 49ers team, no matter who's under center, should beat. They get the Seahawks at home in week two. Exactly. So you, if Trey Lance really f- stumbles and falters in those games, then I think, yes, it's probably an easy decision to move on to j- for Jimmy Garoppolo. Everybody will be calling for it. But I think where it gets complicated, Carlin, it's actually after that point. So say Trey Lance plays well against all those easy teams, and then they go through that murderous row. And he starts to falter then and he stumbles then and then what do you do because now it's excusable at that he in his first year at the helm starting would have some growing pains here particularly when we're talking about a quarterback that doesn't have a ton of experience at the collegiate level or at the professional level and so now you're talking about one where there's excuses he's up against very good competition but oh by the way you still don't want to lose games. And it's still getting tiresome if he's making the mistakes. At that point, do you still go backwards to Jimmy Garoppolo at a certain point during that tough stretch? And if you do, when you're making that decision then, then you probably are harming the development of Trey Lance because it's those games he needs to get his reps in to learn. It's Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson in for Greeny on ESPN Radio coming to you live from the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Then just a few minutes ago, this tweet from Field Yates. The Ravens converted $8.5 million of Ronnie Stanley's base salary into a signing bonus creating six and about $6.35 million in cap space. Big deal, right? Just some creative work with the cap numbers. Well, Dan Graziano quote-tweeted it with the following, which is very, very interesting. Graz says this, It tells me one of two things about a potential Lamar extension, which would create big 2022 cap savings. Either the Ravens don't feel like an extension is close, so they need to find cap relief elsewhere, or... If they are close, they think it's going to be a shorter-term deal. See, either way, that has consequences there. And I think what's, what's really interesting is would Lamar Jackson settle for a shorter-term deal with a higher annual average value? Would he settle for a three-year contract that had an awfully big number on it if it was a higher uh, annual average yearly in other words salary for him i i tend to doubt it amber i i think that's something that if they're going to pay him a ridiculous amount of money the ravens would be more comfortable with but if i was lamar i would not be all bets are off on me in terms of deciphering what lamar would want to do because he hasn't really handled this how we would expect. So yes, typically I would agree with your logic. He should be going after a five-year deal. 
We all think he's going after a Watson type deal, five years, 230 million guaranteed. And so you would want the longevity of the contract because you're looking at the situation with Lamar Jackson, the way that he plays football. You're thinking, hey, he's coming off of an injury from this last season. Let's go ahead and get some money in there, get the guarantees, but also get the length of the contract for security so that I know that I'm locked up for these years coming. A shorter contract obviously wouldn't provide nearly as much security. So the I think that the consensus would be, yeah, of course, he's going after the longer contract. But the thing is with Lamar is, I mean, we're talking about a player, Carlin, who appears to be ready and willing to go into a season of his final year of his rookie deal at that position. It is unheard of. It is unheard of for a player who plays like he does, who uses his legs and gets hit like he does, who was injured this past season, even though he's been durable throughout the majority of his career like he was. And so if you are willing to go into a season on the last year of your deal with no security, in other words, then I guess maybe you would be willing to take a shorter deal. It almost feels like Lamar is willing to not only play on his final year of a rookie deal, but then go ahead and let him let them franchise him after that. And if that's your big plan, if you're going to just let them franchise you a couple times, then you might as well take a three year deal with some crazy annual tag on it. I, 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 don't know how to determine what's in Lamar's mind because I feel like the way Lamar is conducting business is just so unusual coming from that position. You know, if Lamar decides to do that, it says to me one thing. His number is $231 million. If he plays out this year, he should not care what the Cleveland Browns did in making a mistake and the fact that the owners are all upset about it. I'm sorry. Not my problem. That's a you problem. My number, Steve Bishotti, is $231 million guaranteed. Well, it becomes a him problem if the Ravens keep saying no, right? I mean, at some point, it's not like Bushotti doesn't have any power. Like, it's up to him whether to mm-hmm. offer the contract to Lamar or not. Obviously, he runs the risk of losing Lamar one day. But with the franchise tag being available in that sport, you're not going to lose him right away. You're not even going to lose him next year. And so you have some wiggle room here if you are the Baltimore Ravens and getting this done. And and that's the problem that Lamar, I guess that's the situation that Lamar finds himself in. It's just that we're not used to seeing owners really, I guess, test this theory. And we're normally used to seeing the owner's cave when it comes to that particular position because of how important it is. But Lamar doesn't seem like a player who's willing to sit out. He seems like a player who's willing to roll into this. I would think based on Graz's tweet, though, that the former scenario is more likely the one where maybe they're not anywhere near getting a deal done. So they had to find some cap relief somewhere else. Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson in for Greeny on ESPN radio and on ESPN plus. So Dan Graziano also put out a great little quick hitter type article on ESPN.com and ESPN uh, insider urge you to check it out today. And the idea behind it was a potential surprise for every single NFL team this year. And Dan started each one by saying, don't be surprised if. I have not seen the list. Amber has not seen the list. And as I say that, I look down and it's on my screen. But I had not looked at it on purpose so I could have kind of a natural reaction to it. But uh, that being the case, our producer Evan Wilner right now will throw the individual teams and the don't be surprised if statement at us and we will react. Evan Wilner, Weird Al Yankovic aficionado, 
the floor is yours. All right. Don't be surprised if the 49ers miss the playoffs, Chris. <sighs> I, I, I'm going to be surprised. And the 49ers schedule, as we talked about a minute ago, is very soft early. Four of the first six are games that are exceptionally winnable. But it picks up in week seven, and it gets very tough. So I know why Graz is saying this, also based on Trey Lance not looking great so far. But just to give you a quick idea, from late October on, Kansas City at the Rams, the Chargers, Cardinals, New Orleans, Miami, Tampa Bay, all in a row, all through mid-December. Woof. That's rough. If they're going to miss the playoffs, that's why. But, Amber, I am going to be surprised if the 49ers miss the playoffs because I don't think the NFC is that strong. If it was just Trey Lance at the helm and Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't sitting behind him, then I would say Graz is probably right. That maybe we shouldn't be that surprised because who the heck knows what we're going to get out of Trey Lance as a starter for the entire season. It's not like Kyle Shanahan's record is perfect uh, during his tenure with the 49ers. So it's possible. We've seen the 49ers overhyped before the expectations being much higher than the reality. Jimmy Garoppolo, though, sitting behind him, how good we think that 49ers team around that position is, I feel like I would be surprised then because they have an insurance policy in Garoppolo. We know Garoppolo can get it done with that team if he's able to stay healthy and he won't have to stay quite as healthy because he's not going to be out there as the starter. I think that that maybe works out well for the 49ers if they ever end up having to go to the emergency mm-hmm. plan of starting Garoppolo. So I would be shocked if they don't make the playoffs. Next. In that conference. Bears, don't be surprised if Khalil Hurts Herbert ends the year as the Bears' lead running back. You know, I, I like David Montgomery a lot, but I, I it's going to be awfully difficult for, for either one of these guys to have success this year. Montgomery missed uh, three games last year, I think, maybe four. Uh, as, as somebody that had him in fantasy and watched him very closely last year, I... I don't know. I, I, I would be surprised because I think Montgomery's a pretty good player. I think I'd be surprised just from the perspective as I believe it's a contract year for Montgomery as well. So I think that he'll be extra motivated because of that. I, I understand that the idea is, I think, here that Herbert fits into that scheme better. I, I, listen, I'll be surprised if anybody has success yeah. <laughs> at any position this season of the Chicago Bears, particularly at that one behind that line. So, uh, sure, I, I will be surprised. Don't be surprised if the Jets win the no. Don't be surprised if the Jets field a top 10 defense. Top 10 defense for the Jets, Chris. I won't be surprised. If they stay healthy, they're very capable of doing that. Quinnen Williams is a tremendous player. And I saw a stat last night on Sauce Gardner, Amber. How about this? In the preseason game the other day where he played quite a bit, did not get targeted once. And that wasn't a coincidence. This is a guy that last year was a shutdown at Cincinnati and has that ability in the NFL. Is he going to be Darrell Revis? Maybe. He might be, and I think that would be a big reason why the Jets could finish with a top-10 defense. And also, by the way, C.J. Mosley is still a great middle linebacker. If you know, And he's, he got hurt early in his Jet tenure, then he missed 2020 because of COVID. I'm not going to be shocked at all. 
I, I think Sauce Gardner is a lot of fun, uh, and I think all these uh, deals that he's getting for sauces is also a lot of fun. Obviously, a, a very fun player to watch. I expect him to be good, but we don't really know for sure. Jermaine Johnson as well. I mean, the free agent signing of Carl Lawson. I, it's not. It wouldn't. It's not improbable. Here's why I would be surprised. And obviously, Salah's background is in defense. Here's why I would be surprised because I'll be surprised if the New York Jets are top ten in any category. Evan. Yeah, I got to tell you though, just quickly, <laughs> just quickly. I'm on a bit of a sauce kick with the Chipotle mayo these days. Wow. Well, I mean, and I'm not even a mayo guy, but I like the Chipotle mayo. For oh some yeah, there's I have zero problem with that. I, there's no 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 part of me that's going to contest that. So I got to be honest. I can contest. I can rock with Sauce Island. Sauce Island sounds. That's a new. Yeah, we've done it. No, like Reba no, we're doing it again. Done it. Sauce we don't Island. need to do it again. Now we got to come up with something it to new. Death. All right, come on. Don't be surprised if Desmond Ritter starts at least one game at quarterback this year for the Falcons. No, I won't be surprised at all. I mean, Marcus Mariota is not leading the Falcons anywhere. And I, I like Desmond Ritter. Again, another Cincinnati guy. I, I think he's got uh, a lot of ability. And he looked good at times during the preseason. Falcons are going nowhere. I'm not going to be surprised. Yeah, in fact, I would expect this to happen at some point. I think that it looks like Ritter is going to, or they're hoping, be the future of that franchise, not Mariota. Mariota's always had durability concerns as well, and sure, he's a viable backup, but he's done really nothing in his career to indicate that he's going to hold off a rookie contender coming after his job. I would expect them to move on to Desmond Ritter there in Atlanta at some point. All right, don't be surprised. Here's the last one. Don't be surprised if Miles Garrett wins Defensive Player of the Year for the Browns, Chris. Yeah, I could see that. I, I, I could see that. I think there are a lot of candidates. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be surprised if the other guy in his division and TJ Watt wins Defensive Player of the Year. But Miles Garrett, I, I still think publicly does not get the recognition that he deserves as a dominant, dominant pass rusher. I wouldn't be surprised either. Obviously, Miles Garrett is a fantastic player. We talk a lot about the turmoil surrounding that Cleveland Browns team because of that quarterback position. That's going to put the onus on the defense for those first 11 games to really try to right the ship there. So I think probably improving his numbers potentially even more. See, now I'm, I'm just hungry because I'm thinking about Chipotle mayo with a little chicken wrap, perhaps. Mm, I don't know. Sounds delicious. And listen, I, I'm on top of that and. There are worse ways you can go right now. I am on that bit of a sauce kick. Look, it's going to be a fascinating season and a lot of surprises. Check out Danny's article on ESPN.com. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.